This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What do you want me to do? It's too late now. <laughs> what was I supposed to say? Nothing. It's over. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Roll intro. <laughs> it's so funny. Ashley's just, you know, the cutest human ever. Mm, and she's funny. She's, you're funny. I am. But like, she, it's, she likes things like scripted, right? Like she'll say something funny, but then be like, oh, <laughs> like, let me re-say it. Or like set me up for this. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas like, I'll just like say whatever comes out of my mouth. In another life. Taryn was an improv comedian. I am. And I was a well-versed actress. What? Actress. Well-versed actress. <laughs> I need scripts. I need to be told what to do, what to say, and done. I can do that. Um, a lot of acting is ad-lib, Ash. Um, a lot of comedic acting. Acting? Acting, acting is ad-lib. Are you checking your phone right now? My phone went off. God, can we restart this? I can't with Taryn. Roll the freaking intro. Hello, everyone. I'm dead. Taryn uh, pulled it back. I brought it back together. We always like prank or tease Ash, and she's always like, why does everyone tease me? But it's because it's so easy. It's literally, it's always me. I get teased it, I a was, lot. I was raised to be teased. And yeah, I've gotten I've gotten pretty good at it, but every once in a while I'm just like, I'm done. I quit. Are you done right now? No. Oh, okay. I was like, shoot. <laughs> Is that your subtle way of being like we are in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> I came home the other day after a very long day. And for whatever reason, call it the like June June gloom or uh, the depression that is slowly coming over my body, <laughs> but slowly. I have been exhausted lately, mm-hmm. like exhausted, like middle of the day. I need to sit down, lay down. I have no drive to do anything. I've noticed that it's been really bad. And <laughs> the other day I come home and I walk into my bathroom because TK says, Alicia needs a video clip. <laughs> she insists. It's like five o'clock. I'm tired. I went for like a hike that day. And that was as much physical activity as I've had all of quarantine, like the most. It's like a different type. Like you've ran or done like cycling and stuff like that at the house. Yeah, which lasts like an hour. But hiking is like, you're exhausted. And it lasts like three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it's in like the hot, hot sun. Mm -hmm. So it was just, I was really tired. And TK like insists that I need to put on a good face and film a clip for Alicia's video, which I always do. Yeah. I always do. It's part of the living at this house. It's part of, you know, if you live here, that's how you pay rent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And um, I was like, fine. So I go upstairs. I smile. I like pull it together. And she's asking me for like my absolute favorite beauty product. And I was like, okay. And then I look down and I see my favorite vitamin E oil. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. And the look on her face was so... (laughs) bothered and I remember being like shoot should I have picked a different one yeah and I was like no this was my this is one of my favorites like I'm going to talk about it she insists that I show one of my other favorites which is a Sunday Riley product and I was like okay um yeah I could show you I open up my medicine cabinet (laughs) and guys my roommates (laughs) stuck little beady move around eyes Googly eyes. Okay, googly eyes <laughs> on every product in my medicine cabinet. Two under the lid of my toilet. <laughs> wait, two wait, on my plant leaf. Two size. on my pot. The toilet ones were huge. <laughs> and the way they were angled was kind of sideways and looking down like they're clearly looking at what I did. They're wonky. <laughs> and then all my medicine cabinet, each product. 
I'm talking at least like 30 products had eyes on them. Um, and apparently I didn't have a great reaction. She, me and Alicia snuck in cause we all had this planned, right? Like mm-hmm. we down to like, okay, we'll get her to go in. We'll have the camera there. Cause we'll say we're doing a clip so we can get her reaction on camera. Mm-hmm. And so me and Alicia were like quietly like ear pressed against the door listening. And we were dying when she first started showing. We're like, I was like, dude, all her products are in here. So she'll for sure go straight for this. <laughs> and then she starts talking forever about this like, oil and blah 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 and here's my routine and I was like shoot we missed one like one was out (laughs) so then TK like yeah she gets her to open it and then she the first thing you said is did Taryn do this (laughs) I was like excuse me because I could see you um taking all of that time to do that I can't see an Alicia and TK doing that which was funny because it was them and they pulled me in after like I was like oh I'll help you know but yeah we'll post a picture of it because it literally is the funniest thing are they still on there yeah they're still on I I took a story I can repost it um so we'll definitely show you guys um in other news this was a couple weeks ago um I was in Alicia's closet for something and I I think I was setting up for us to record or something like that um and I swear I heard movement oh 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 and it sounded like a mouse. Yes. Like little pitter patter. Yeah. Within the walls. And I swore up and down I heard it. Um, I kept like jumping and like making noise and it sounded like I was scaring it. Yeah. Because I would like, I would go boom, like I'd step on the floor and it would go. That kind of thing. Thank you for that in depth. I, I, they <laughs> need to know. They need to understand what we're talking about. I freak out because we 100% have mice or something. <laughs> and I tell Taryn to come in. Taryn and I end up on all fours next to the wall with our ears down, <laughs> listening yeah. to the wall. And we swear we have mice. And um, <laughs> do you want to explain Alicia's reaction when we told her? I mean, just picture the most like most exaggerated response you can ever imagine a very loud scream yeah she basically as ashley was saying the sentence and you know ashley was like tiptoeing into it we knew she'd freak like yeah. we knew she yeah freak. yeah i didn't want um, to tell her well especially because where we heard him was in her closet so it was like <laughs> yeah um and so ashley like barely got the words like not even fully out and alicia let out like a blood curdling like I just witnessed as if I was like holding a, a mouse by the tail in front of her face not kind a ma- of scream no not even a mouse like a dead decapitated head <laughs> that's of, what it that's sounded like literally it was the most like ear piercing scream and it was so like it caught ash off guard it made me jump yeah. like so, and you were across the room yeah. Um, and Ash was just like, calm down. You were like all annoyed. Calm down. And like, I, I'm telling her cause this is, if you guys don't know, this is Alicia's house Mm -hmm. and we all, we all just live here (laughs) for our rooms here. Um, and so I was like, well, she needs to deal with this. I need to tell her she freaks out of course. And, um, (laughs) so long story short, the mouse guy finally comes today we had an insect guy come who said he didn't see anything but he's just the insect guy we don't really we were like no we need like an actual rodent person yeah um he came this morning yeah and said we have zero mice yeah he like which investigated and there was nothing and i told him i was like hey i heard it in my sister's closet i need you to go up in the attic don't just peek around i need you to get up in the attic and walk towards her closet yeah he goes okay I I'm upstairs while he's he crawls up there and then I hear him walking around and he comes downstairs and says no mice there's no sign not even no mice like no signs that anything yes. ever and so. apparently if you have mice in your house your attic your basement whatever there would be poop everywhere everyone says it's very obvious if you have it because there's nesting things yeah. are things are eaten um, and there's poop everywhere so all of this <laughs> makes me question what the hell did we hear. I still think there one tiny little little guy maybe was like, cool, I found a home, fell into the wall, and we heard his last yeah. days. That's what I feel. But, again, I have no idea. Yeah, so um, there also could have just luck. been yeah, some rattling. <laughs> There's either something living in the wall or we're haunted 
or, you know, <laughs> just in a little <laughs> closet wall. That's it. <laughs> Only in Alicia's closet. Um, but yeah, not, not entirely sure what that was. I don't know if anyone else has experienced something like that before, but. Oh, I'm sure. The rodent guy said no. It's nothing. weird when you like. I never had to worry about any house things because I the only other house I've lived in is with my parents. Right. So it's like you don't like even stuff like that. It's like, what do we what do we do? You know what yeah. I mean? It's I like love, weird to. I love living here. Yeah. I love it so much. But it, it makes me miss apartment life because all of this stuff was just taken care of. Yeah. You just call her up. Yeah. And I do love it here. But these last three years, I never realized how much work actually goes into yeah. a home. No, it's intense. It's exhausting. Um, total side note, though. I, it, I was, like, laying in my bed when I heard the guy coming up. Uh-huh. Do you ever, like, like, I know he can't see me, but I was immediately just, like, pulled my covers up and was like, there's a man in the house, well, you know? he was working right outside your door. Oh, like, right outside my door. Yeah. But it's funny how you always, like, or even sometimes I'll hear, like, gardeners outside my door, and I'm instantly just, like ready to attack and I'm like they're not even in your house it's like funny because I sent out like a group text to all the roomies and was like hey that's what I'm saying here. it's like he can't see me but I'm already like oh pull the covers up and yeah it's like there's a wall between you Terry yeah, chill he's out not gonna open I mean he no. shouldn't open the door if he did that would be my luck goodbye like, walk in. Be like, the oh, review I, the I would send <laughs> the email that would go I will out destroy you on Yelp <laughs> Yelp is powerful. Yelp is power. You're a, a big Yelp. I'm a big fan. Yelp girl. I'm not. That's how you much. find all the hot restaurants. <sighs> I miss going to restaurants. <sighs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Um. So today feels like we got coffee. It's kind of gloomy. Mm-hmm. Um. I like it. I feel it looks like it's eight o'clock in the morning outside. Yeah, it does feel early and it's definitely not early. What time it's like is noon? It? Yeah, it's like 1230. Um, I feel I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like I'm in the wave of like I'm not depressed, but I'm sluggish. Like yeah. kind of like what you were saying, like I just feel like tired and unmotivated, which <laughs> I mean is a sign of depression, but I'm I don't feel like sad. I just feel completely content with like laying in my bed and watching TV all day. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like break out of that and like be more productive. Uh So it felt good to like be like, no, we have to record today. Yeah. But I still feel like slow. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are experiencing this on different levels. And I think what's really interesting is I think most of it is a, a bit like a, like a, like a little sliver of depression because yeah. of what we're going through this year, whether you're going through more stuff on the side or not, just what's happened alone this year is so heavy. Yeah. And so I, I think this is something we're all kind of dealing with on different levels. Yeah. And I do have, and I'm sure it's my like two nature. Um, but the more that I read about just stuff going on in the world and like, um, you know, like the black lives matter movement and, you know, like all the different like politics stuff coming out, COVID things, all these theories about our next wave and like all this different stuff. I have the type of personality where like my empathy is like to the roof, Mm -hmm. which is why like I can literally look out the window and someone can cry and I can't even hear what they're talking about, but I'll cry. Like I get very overwhelmed by stuff, which is why sometimes like I can't handle watching the news or I can't handle certain things. And I want to fix it. And when I can't fix something, that is like my version of torture, right? So even like when the first time I went to Africa, I had a really hard time because you see all these conditions and these like heartbreaking things and you want to fix it. But I'm like, there's no way that I can solve the problem of poverty. Like there's no way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's been a really, I think I've been weighing a lot of it really heavy because I'm seeing and hearing all these people talk about hurt and, um, obviously clinging to like the great things that are coming from it. But it's like, I think that's why, I just feel like emotionally drained. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, yeah. And I think it's cool. It's interesting that we're all, I think, going kind of through it together. Um, 
So, yeah. Anywho, you know, one of the many waves, be gentle with yourselves, whatever you're feeling, uh-huh. <laughs> expect it to change day to day. <laughs> we're just, we're just using this platform as our own yeah. therapy. We're talking to ourselves right now. Yes, we are. Um, and Mark. Hi, Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. Uh, so, as you guys know, uh, we have a Turn It Up segment. If you don't know what the Turn It Up segment is, this is when we kind of like break everything up with a little like happy, funny awkward embarrassing story uh we called it taryn it up because taryn experiences lots of these because taryn is happy awkward <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> and uh we shared one of some of her stories in the beginning of this podcast you guys loved them and so we made it a segment so if you have any funny embarrassing awkward stories please send them in and title them taryn it up and it'll go in the segment um so we have a funny one. Oh, i'm excited naturally uh and let's get into it uh her name is penny Oh, cute. Hey, I have a friend named Penny. Penny, isn't that from like the rescuers? There's, yes, there is a character, Penny, and then yeah. Big Bang Theory. Mm. It's not like a very popular, like you don't hear uh-uh. it a lot, yeah. I feel like. Mm. Okay, here she goes. She writes, about a week ago, our septic was messing up. If you guys don't know what a septic is, oh, it's God. a plumbing issue. Well, my parents have a septic tank. Oh, and it's, tell us. Explain. Oh, dear God. I don't know a lot about it, but basically, like, it's not like your plumbing system is um, attached to just, like, the cities, like, just regular plumbing. You have a tank, like a giant tank. So if you use too much water or things like that, like your tank will fill and then you have to pay a ton of money to get it emptied. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's just a a really, it's a beast. Like we grew up having to take showers where like there was a knob on the shower. So like you would turn the water on, get your hair wet, turn it off, shampoo, then turn it on to rinse. I had one of those. Yeah. Which I always like hated. That's like one of the things I loved when I moved out. I would just sit in the shower just for fun. (laughs) Just for fun. Um, so Yeah, it just, it requires a lot of care, and when it goes bad, it goes bad. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so with that background, we'll start again. About a week ago, our septic was messing up. My dad thought that there were branches breaking into our septic pipe, so he asked my neighbor, who's a plumber, to come and help him dig it up. He told us not to use the restroom or water of any of that kind of stuff. I totally understand and stayed in my lane. I had eaten something that just wasn't good, and I went to the toilet, and I went number two. I came out and told my mom, oh my gosh, I think I ate something bad, but I was interrupted by my dad coming inside. He said, did someone just use the toilet? And in that moment, I realized I did. (laughs) Oh, she flushed? I guess so. Oh, dear God. My mom looked at me and said, you just pooped all over the neighbor. (laughs) I didn't know what to say. I was so embarrassed. I ended up making snickerdoodles in the next few days and decided to take some to him. I went up to him and said, sorry for pooping all over you. And I could tell he was surprised that I was owning up to it. This was just two weeks ago, but this has been the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. Ew. <laughs> oh my gosh. Imagine, imagine like I, and I get it. Cause like, if you eat something bad, it's not like, it's not a hold it situation. You clearly have to go to the bathroom. You have no other options. Um, the best thing to do is not flush. Well, yeah, she She clearly flushed. I mean, yeah. Well, usually when you have one of those bathroom incidents, you're trying to like get rid of the evidence as soon as possible. Or yeah, exactly. Ash, you picked this story. I picked this story because it's hilarious. Are you changing? I think I'm. I think I'm facing my fears. You know. Yeah. This world. It this hasn't... world is not good right now. So I need to start chipping away at these little ones that are manageable. <laughs> so can I talk to you about bathroom stuff now? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> no. This was this was on my own terms. <laughs> you just throw me? stuff at me that I'm not ready for. <laughs> <laughs> Taryn is constantly trying to use potty humor in my presence and she knows that I can't handle it she knows she does it intentionally I I can't wait like you know like when you start dating someone and like you're 
first you're trying to be all like, oh, I'm cute and I'm like a lady and blah, blah, blah. And then like you get more comfortable and your true self comes out. Yes. It's always so funny. Like the first time, like I'll say something and a guy always will like turn and look at me like, you did not just say that, but they love it. <laughs> Cause guys love potty humor. They do. And they're always shocked when it comes from a girl. A girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just how me and my brothers are. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. I'm not. I just thought by this point in our friendship, you would get it. (laughs) I'm always trying to challenge you. No. Grow. No. No. Grow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Karen, hit us with your story. Wow. (laughs) Moving on. We got dismissed. Um, (laughs) Okay. So today I have a story. (laughs) Can you tell I'm like... (laughs) Um, what's it called? Wasting time. Procrastinating. Not procrastinate. What's it called? What's that word I'm trying to think of? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, fill time. No, there's like a specific word. I'm trying to, um, whatever. Okay. <laughs> just read your story. I'm trying. Okay. I found God. It. Okay. Um, the title is why can't I annoy my boyfriend? I was like, great question. <laughs> Why can't you? Why can't I? Which at first I was like, wait, I'm confused. Yeah, same. But then when she read it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can relate to this even in like my friendship with you. Oh, really? Yeah. So I feel like we're great. Ah, okay. Because I'll definitely have her side and then I feel like you'll be able to say the boyfriend side. I feel like that's we, always the we case. We are a couple of basically. 100, guys, it's so <laughs> weird how many relationship emails we get that Taryn and I are like, oh, Taryn, you're you're so the girlfriend, yeah. and Ashley, you're so the boyfriend. I'm always in the guy position. Oh, so funny, it's so funny. Um, but I think it's I don't know. I really think like when you have a best friendship, yeah, there are a lot of like the same relationship like principles yeah. and aspects of it. Obviously, it's like different, and I think that's why friendship breakups are so much harder because mm-hmm. it's still you deal with those same emotions, but it's someone that like you didn't expect to leave. We've talked right. about this like so many times, but anyways. Okay. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for over two years and we are long distance throughout our time together. He has never brought up anything that I do, which annoys him or he dislikes. I feel like I'm constantly asking and he responds by saying he loves me as I am and he doesn't have anything for me to change. On the other hand, whenever anything bothers me, I bring it up and we talk about it. So for me, it's really weird and kind of upsets me that he doesn't have anything for me to work on, even the small little things. What are your thoughts? Should I be concerned about this? Love Anonymous. P.S. Love you guys and the podcast so much. Huh. I love. I loved how it was just like a short to the point, to the like point. question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want me to share before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So I feel like I can relate to her. I think the email itself, I feel like it makes it sound like she's just sitting there like, what's wrong about me? What's wrong? And it makes her sound like it's coming from a place of like insecurity, Mm -hmm. which it could be. um, And I definitely have dealt with that in a relationship. But I think she's more saying like there's never been – a time where he's expressed or cared enough to say like, Hey, like this bothered me. Let's talk it through. Yeah. And I think I can relate to that because I'm the type of person that, um, I think we'd be really naive to think that any person doesn't have times where someone else does something that like hurts their feelings or, or rubs them the wrong way or whatever. And so a lot of times, like when I know for me, like if I care about someone enough where I'm like, I don't want any weirdness, like I'll speak up and say something. Yeah. And so when you have someone else that you're like, 
I'm not dumb. Like, I know I just bothered you, but like, it's not, you won't say anything. So it's probably been times like that where she's done something or apologized or said something. And she's like, Hey, like, I'm sorry about this. Like, did that, did that make you upset? And he's just like, no, you're great. You're perfect. And that doesn't feel real. I feel like real, like human connection, like there has to be those like talks. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's good to just like constantly be like reaching for him to say something negative. Yeah. Um, I think you can instead shift to talk about situations, like just be like, Hey, like, so we had this interaction, like, how did you feel about that? Or like, what do you think about that? And if he's able to talk to you about like his feelings and thoughts, I think that's great. Um, but I don't think always fishing for something negative is necessarily a good thing. Um, and I think that could definitely communicate something to him where he's like, I don't understand why she's wanting me to look at her in that light. Yeah. Um, but again, there's not really much to go on in this email. It's not a lot of detail. So, yeah, I think, um, just like a rule of thumb is I, I think it's impossible to not annoy your significant other. Yeah. Like it's impossible to not get annoyed by friendships or yeah. siblings or, um, husbands or boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever. Um, if you're in an intentional relationship with someone, you're going to bug them and oh, they're totally. going to bug you and you're yeah. going to have fights and you're going to have arguments or they're just going to look at you the wrong way and piss you off the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, that's just how it is. Um, if he is not admitting or bringing anything up, then I would say he's more like me where he doesn't want to be confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably just keeps thinking if it's a bunch of little things, he probably thinks it's not worth bringing up yeah. because he'd rather not get into a fight um, because he, he's he's probably actually really happy with your relationship mm-hmm. um, and doesn't want to like stir the pot or yeah cause drama over something so little like, oh, well, you said this one thing in passing and it, I've been thinking about it all day and it bothered me, you know? Yeah. Um, wh- he probably knows that you didn't intentionally try to annoy him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guarantee you, you're annoying him. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, that's how life is. Like, that's how relationships are. So what I would do, I think, is I would, I think I would have a very easy breezy conversation with him, not a sit down intervention type. And I would just be like, hey, um, I don't want to pester you and constantly look for the negative in our relationship. I don't want that. One, mm-hmm. that's not good for you. And and two, that, that will eventually like drive him crazy. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, like, I love you and I'm clearly like devoting my life to you right now. Um, so I'm going to expect you to tell me when I screw up, like mm-hmm. I'm going to back off and stop digging because I trust that you love me enough to tell me when I mess up. Yeah. And because he needs to, um, in the most polite way, like, step up and Mm -hmm. speak up when he gets his feelings hurt or if you ever annoy him that's his job that's his responsibility not yours yeah so you can do as much as you can but I think the best thing you can do is just let him know that the door is wide open Mm -hmm. and if and when you do something that bothers him you expect him as your boyfriend to speak up and say something yeah and if he doesn't that's on him yeah and I think too explaining to him why like I feel like a guy would hear that and be like okay I'm telling you I love you the way you are and you're yeah. asking me what's wrong you want to have a mad. fight yeah <laughs> so I think explaining to him like hey it's not that I want you to have something that you don't like about me but for me the reason I tell you these things is because I care about you so much that I don't want to hide like hold things against you and be angry at you. So I tell you because I want us to improve Mm -hmm. and I want us to grow closer and I trust you enough to give you my feelings and know that it's like a safe place. Yeah. But when you don't say anything, part of me feels like, you know, you're not honest with me or you don't care enough or you don't think I could handle. So I think just describing to him more that it's not that you want him to think you have a flaw. It's you want that emotional conversation you know and I know there's been so many times um even with you Ash like where Mm -hmm. I've found out I was just gonna say use me as an example (laughs) no where like I found out years later that I had said something to you that had bothered you Mm -hmm. and I was 
like it was so frustrating to me because I was like, oh my God, that was not my intention. And I wish you would have just said it so I could explain myself. And then this would have not ever been Mm-hmm. thought about a second more yeah. you know so it's like I get that part of it of like well if we would have just talked about it you yeah. know because it is scary to think like oh is something just building up and then one day you're just gonna explode and be like yeah I can't do this and I never had a chance to try to work on these things stereotypically that's what people like me do yeah as we bottle 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 and then yes. one day we punch a hole in the wall yes <laughs> because we snapped because totally. we, we can't hold it in anymore and then something rash happens yeah. or, you know, something, I say something that I shouldn't have said yes. that I don't mean, but because I've held it on or held it in for so long, like it just comes out, you no, know, it makes sense. Cause I mean, it has, if, if it's not going anywhere, it's yeah. just building up. So I would try to explain it to him in those ways. Um, one thing too is like, cause Ash, like obviously Ash is more like, she doesn't like conflict where I'm very like, let's talk about everything, you know? <laughs> um, and we just had something the other day where like, I got my feelings hurt and yeah. I just like calmly told her like, Hey, I love you. And I just need to say this. That's a great example. And I, I literally just told her like, when you did this, like it made me feel like this. And I just wanted to explain it. I know it probably wasn't intentional, but I just needed to get it out yeah. so that I can let it go. Uh-huh. And she literally responded with like, I'm so sorry. She explained her side, but made me feel validated. And instantly I was not mad at all. Yeah. But if I wouldn't have said something, I would have, it would have festered and I probably would have been colder to you. And you would have been like, what's wrong what's with wrong her? With you know her? what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but also in me doing that, Every time I do that, hopefully my hope <laughs> is that Ashley like sees that and is like, oh, that was so easy. I think I can do that next time too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, just from my perspective, the way, cause I wasn't with Taryn when this happened. So she texted me, um, the best thing that she could have done, which she's gotten really good at was in the very beginning, be like, just so you know, like, I love you. We're yeah. still friendship goals. Uh, like I don't hate you. Um, but something happened and I want, I want to tell you, Yeah. but she did like a disclaimer at the very top that made it very clear that she wasn't mad at me. Yeah. And that, that helped me. Like at first I read it and I was like, <gasps> yeah. And then I, then I read the disclaimer, read the situation. And then I read the disclaimer again and was like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I took a sharp breath because I was like, she's oh, no. upset. Yeah. Something happened. I messed up, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then once I really let myself process what you said and got the disclaimer, I was like, she's not mad at me. Yeah. She's We're telling just me, talking. she's yeah. telling me mm-hmm. that this bothered her and she wants to talk about it, but she's not mad at me. Yeah. And that helped me a lot because then my defenses didn't go up because immediately I'm, I'm like cliche. I do this every time <laughs> I, I look for what I did wrong yeah. and I decide whether or not I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how my brain works. It's just how it's always been. So yeah. the disclaimer helped me so much because I was yeah. like, okay, I, we can fix this. Like this yeah. isn't a big deal, you know? So maybe do that, something like that. And I think too, like with me and you, like even like for me noticing the small things you do, where I can see like you're trying and it's not comfortable necessarily for you, but you know, like you're trying. And those yeah. times, like I will like be like, Oh my God, Ash, <laughs> why are you so healthy? Look at you girl, emotional <laughs> queen. Did. And she gets like so pumped though, because she's like, you noticed, you know? Yeah. And it's so funny because it's the tiniest things, yeah. but for her, because it's not something that is a natural instinct, mm-hmm. Like, in which for your boyfriend, it might not be a natural instinct to talk about things. Don't, like, expect the moon. Like, give him props for, like, little steps that he makes, too. And learn to change, like, what you're expecting out of him to, like, okay, this is where he's at. And these little little things he's doing, even though to me they seem small, are so huge. You know what I mean? So I think just being clear about what you're doing, like Ash was saying, like how you approach a conversation is everything. It really is. It literally, I remember my text to Ash. I was like, all right, girl, ready? We're going to, we're going (laughs) to practice emotional health. We're going to freaking get into this. Take a deep, I literally said, take a deep breath. Yeah. Let's go. You know, I was just like, we're going to like, this is not scary. This is just us being friends. Like, let's just like express things. So I think it's, it's good on how you approach it. It's also talking to him just about like, you know, instead of being like, tell me what's wrong with me being like, Hey, like, 
in past relationships, did you fight a lot? Like yeah. when you do get in arguments, like how do you feel? Yeah. Because some people have a lot of like either trauma or just negative things tied to like, well, if we get in a fight, we're going to break up. Like yeah. I've met people like that. Yeah. Whereas me. Because they probably did experience yes. it. Like, oh, we got in one fight and then it yes. was done, you know? Where my, my relationship, we fought so healthily. Healthily? Mm-hmm. Healthy. Health- healthy. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a word. But we, now, how much we fought and the stuff we fought about was not great. But when we did get in fights, we both were very clear about how we felt. We, like, literally got it all on the table. Productive fighting. Yeah, and then we were like, okay, let's solve this and resolve it. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like a... We screamed at each other and the fight continued for weeks. It was like, no, like, let's get to the bottom of this and, like, let's move on, which I loved. And, like, it's kind of fun to fight when you're, like, productive, like you said. So... Uh So, yeah, so I would just talk to him and get to the bottom of, like, exactly where he's coming from. Um, mm-hmm. So that way you're not trying to expect too much out of him, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think one last thing um, is I, I think when you talk to him, I would I would try to make it very clear that this isn't about him and him not being open or, yeah. or him messing up, but that this, over, this whole ex- experience and this whole talking about things is about growing your relationship and having a healthier relationship for the both of you. So it's not just about like, you're not opening up, you're not talking, blah, 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 blah. But this is something that we need to work on so Mm -hmm. that we can grow stronger as a couple. Yeah. Well, and like the couples that are like, oh, we've never gotten a fight and we're engaged. I'm like, (laughs) okay, well, what if he's psycho when he gets mad? Like you've never even experienced it. So to an extent you want to experience with a partner, like, okay, when things get hard, how do you react? Because yeah. that's everything to me. Like, yeah, it's very important. I can't deal with someone who's harsh when they're mad. I can't deal with someone who, like, avoids it. So, and that's just me personally, like, yeah. how I react. So, it's like you you do need to see those sides of a person before you can fully commit to them. Because reality is life is hard and hard things are going to come up. And so, it's important to know how does my partner deal with all of the emotions, yeah. you know? So I do understand like that, but also you don't want to force a fight to happen. So it's more like digging into like, okay, like how do we express emotions? Let's talk about these certain things, you know? Yeah. Anywho. Um, thank you for writing that in. I loved it. It was short and sweet. I think that's going to be super helpful for so many people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone listening is probably just like, yeah, I needed that. You know, by the time we get in relationships, I feel like we're, we're going to be so ready for it. this. My God. Everyone comes to us for relationship advice. So <laughs> I feel like we should be able to like, you know, <laughs> plug that in to a real life relationship. We'll yeah. See. Maybe I'll submit my own emails when <laughs> I'm like, hey, Taryn. I'm like, Ashley, you just told me this story yesterday. <laughs> like it's from anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, getting into my story. This one um, I thought was really cool because it's very relatable to right now. Um, and then I just think a great perspective from like a child to like parent oh, relationship. Okay. Um, this one is titled Overprotective Mom Versus Her Growing Child. Ooh. Which, yeah. Dear Taryn and Ashley. Ooh, I like how you switched it up. Yeah. They I always say first. Ashley and Taryn. I get, it's, I get it's alphabetical, but you know. Put me first. Give Taryn her chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She writes, I don't know if you'll ever get to my email, but I desperately need your advice. I don't really know how to begin, but I hope you read this and understand my situation. Both my mom and I are empaths. That means we both feel things d- deeply. I feel you. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Even as far as to take others' emotions upon ourselves. Therefore, we are susceptible to each other's emotions. If she's anxious, it rubs off on me. And if I'm anxious, it rubs off on her. My sister, mom, and I have anxiety and depression. So my mom has always been supportive of us. With me so far? Good. Because it's going to get a lot more complicated. Oh, gosh. She's so sweet. My mom refuses to get professional help with her anxiety and depression, relying mostly on the medication she has for them and with COVID. Spreading everywhere, she's convinced she'll get it. In spite of that, she encourages my sister and I to get professional help, which we jumped at at the chance since we needed it so much. When my brother was moving out, the two fought until it ended in tears, and my sister basically became her therapist. 
My sister is currently in the process of moving out and the two fight constantly. I recently found out that my mom feels that beyond raising her children, she has no purpose. Luckily, I was able to have a healthy talk with her about how I would be setting emotional boundaries for my health. She was reluctant, but she understood and accepted that. Nevertheless, she is extremely overprotective of me and I'm 18, which is. Yeah, it's hard. An adult, so. It's hard though when you live, we talked about this the other day, like Mm -hmm. there is a sense like you, even if I moved into my parents' house again Mm -hmm. and I'm like in my thirties, like I'm a, by the world standard, I'm a woman, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But if I'm living in their house, like there is some like a, a respect that comes to that. So, you know, if they're saying like, Hey, like you're out all hours of the night or you're having people over and it's really loud or I don't want drinking in my house, whatever it is, like it is their house. So it's their right to put certain parameters in there. Yeah. So it always blows my mind when people like live with their parents and they're just like, do whatever they want, but Mm -hmm. they're not paying rent and they're just, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like there is this like unspoken code that comes with it. So it's hard when you're like, okay, well I'm an adult. What am I allowed? What am I not allowed? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. Um, she continues because of COVID she's paranoid and convinced that she's going to get it. She wants my father, sister, and I to tell her what we'll be doing, where we're going, who we're visiting, etc. Find my friends is basically her best friend. Oh gosh. <laughs> we can't go anywhere without her knowing. Even then my sister and I still go out for our mental health, which I get, girl. Oh, girl. I just got out the other day and it felt great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ever since Apple added app limits and screen time restrictions, it's been hell. I only have about 15 minutes of time on Safari, including an even shorter time on Facebook. She's never allowed me to get an Instagram or Snapchat so I could talk to my friends. Wow. I made a Reddit and a Twitter account without her knowledge, but later she found out because Apple says what apps and websites I spend a lot of time on. Ouch. If I ask for more time on an app or a website, she always asks me why. If it's not for something reasonable, she puts in quotes, she won't allow it. Which leads me to now. I've logged out of Twitter because as much as I support Black Lives Matter, I couldn't handle the emotional input of all the riots and brutality. But I've stayed on Facebook since it's a much milder platform. One thing you should know is I always put a lot of thought into what I post. I almost always put too much thought into my posts because I never want to offend anyone, but I still want to share my thoughts and beliefs. But since my mom is overprotective, she will let me post if there's anything people post that might trigger my anxiety and depression. However, she won't let me continue to look on Facebook. While I understand and appreciate the fact that she cares so much about me, it's become more of a burden than help. When my sister told me that a certain, shall we say... (laughs) idiot of a president tried to remove unbiased health care for LGBTQ workers, I became worried and posted about it. My sister and I are in the community, so we felt this was very important to us. When a friend showed me an article saying that it was repealed, I became so happy and I decided to tell my mom about how worried I was and how happy I am now. I thought she'd be happy too, but instead she tells me I can't post anything on Facebook and starts yelling at me and my sister for sharing that I'm so angry because I have the right to post what I feel and that she doesn't trust me to post without thinking it through first. I am 18 and honestly pretty responsible for my age. I've been saving up money for college, which is now going to a car because I need to get out of the house. I can't handle how overprotective she is. Please, what do I do with such an overprotective mother? I can't move out, but I'm planning on getting a job. Any advice you have will be accepted. I just need help, sad face. Oof. It's pretty heavy. Um, and this is what, what complicates this worse is that we're in a, glo- like a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone's a little on edge and overprotective right now. Um, there's things that I agree with here and there's things that I don't agree with here as far as the mom is concerned. When it comes, what do you agree with? When it comes to her and her sister, mm-hmm. um, because COVID is still a thing and there's a second wave probably coming. Yeah. Um, I think it is important that everyone know where you are and who you're going with. I oh, think yeah, it yeah, should yeah. be understood that if you're going to go like, like our, our roommate house right now, anyone that comes into the house, like is discussed first. Yes, yes, yes. It's like, Hey, 
can this person come over? They've been taking COVID seriously. They've been quarantined. How do you feel about that? And we're like, oh, okay, cool. But if if we if they haven't been quarantined, I, I mean, we haven't dealt with this yet because I think we've all been kind of picky with like who's coming yeah, in the house. That's true. But um, but even when we go places, asked. we will say, you know, me and Ash, we are on the worship team at our church, and um, it's like a small group. But mm-hmm. up until recently we knew it made people feel uncomfortable. So we just didn't do it. Yeah. So it is when you live with people and this is a very contagious disease. And even if you don't share the same anxiety level as they do, um, because you do expose them and it can cause fear. I think that you're totally right. Like, I think this is a specific weird time that you do have to take into consideration, like how the people you live with feel. Yeah. And and I, I I think that's just, it's her house. You're her children. Even though you're 18, I think it's the only respectable. It's only, did I say that right? Respectable. It's only respectable. Yeah. I said that right. It's, the biggest thing you can do for your mom is Change be it. respectful. Yes. <laughs> and if this is what she needs right now to help her feel better about COVID, I think that that is important that you give that to her. Yeah. Um, because you live there with her and because she's your mom. And I think our parents deserve a certain amount of respect. And yeah. I think that's part of it right now, especially in an actual global pandemic. Yeah. Um, with everything else, when it comes to the social media stuff, and I'm yeah. not being biased because I happen to work on social media, <laughs> um, I think this is a great situation where you can actually negotiate with your parents in a very healthy, like open way. I would say, um, if I were you, and, and I know it is harder if I was 18 having to do this with my mom, I'd be upset too. Yeah. But I think what I would do is I would sit down and I would be like, I can't go see my friends. You're not allowing me to do this, 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 and this. I need some kind of social life to feel joy, to feel connected, to feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm miserable in the house as most of the world is right now. Um, and I, I need some kind of something. Yeah. Um, if I can't go here and here or, or see these people or, you know, et cetera. Um, I, I personally, I'm telling you right now, I need more time on Facebook or I yeah. need more time on Twitter. Um, I would explain to her that you are 18 and, and you are capable of looking out for yourself if you feel like you are, mm-hmm. um, but make that known to her. Don't let her just assume that or, or, you know, think that, but tell her as a grown adult, I think you have the ability to show how mature you are by having a conversation like this with yeah. her. And I think that's the only thing that would change her mind on stuff like this yeah it's I mean obviously you know this because you're writing in but it is it does sound like it's a very unhealthy dynamic that's going on um I think you're taking on a lot of your mom's anxiety that's Mm -hmm. not being dealt with I think the level of overprotection is is concerning and it's probably more to deal with like your mom, how she's personally feeling than how she feels like you're going to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, like tracking what apps you're using, how long, what you're looking at, things like that. It is very extreme. Um, so yeah, like Ash said, maybe talk to her more about like, Hey, like I feel like I don't have any privacy. I feel like you're micromanaging things. Like, can we instead agree on hours? Like, I can have my phone from this time to this time and the rest of the time I'll be off of it or things like that to make it a little more not as invasive. Um, I know you mentioned like she's not willing to get help, but maybe like ask her, you know, like, hey, can we do like tandem sessions? Because I think that's I think that the dynamic between you guys needs to be addressed. Uh Um. Because it's not healthy for either of you. Like, it's not healthy for her to have that much stress and concern to the point where she's freaking out about how much time you're on your phone, mm-hmm. even though, like, we're all literally in our houses on our phone all day. Like, that, yeah. that's the only thing to do. Yeah. Um, for the first time yeah. in my life, in all of our lives, most yeah. of us, um, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. You know, you do housework, you do some schoolwork, you do some work if you are able to. Yeah. Um, and but then also, what? like... 
it's TV and phones right now. Yeah. The, I mean, I can't even think of, I think there was one time maybe I posted something and one of my parents reached out and was just like, Hey, like, obviously you're an adult, but like, this was kind of concerning to me. And we had like a really healthy conversation about Mm -hmm. it. And I was able to like explain like what I meant by it. Um, but yeah, to be even controlling like any type of voice that she has, it just seems, it seems very like, I, I don't think it's about you. This is like something your mom's dealing with, like Mm -hmm. to feel that she needs that type of control. Um, there's something else going on. And like you said, like she definitely needs help if it's, if it's manifesting itself in like all these areas where she's freaking out and, you know, needing to feel in control. Um, I, she mentioned something about like, I can't move. Uh, I wish we could like (laughs) ask her questions because that was my first thought was that I think as soon as possible, it would probably be best Mm -hmm. for you to find a way to create that space. Um, you know, I know financial, uh, financially it can be hard and create so many problems if like you're not at that place. But, you know, even going to like a small college and living in dorms, everyone has like, I mean, obviously I can't tell you, oh yeah, student loans are great. Like I'm still paying off my student loans, but there's, there are different ways that you can approach that um, and get help with it. Um, reaching out to friends or even family members that you're like, Hey, can I come, you know, move in? Let's like create an arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely focus on coming up with small goals to eventually create that distance. Yeah. Um, because I feel like when you're not able to act like an adult, when you become older, and then you eventually get thrown into the real world. That's when like you get into trouble <laughs> because you're like, what is all this freedom? And now I'm exposed to so much stuff. And so I think that you need to make sure you're communicating to your mom. Like mom, like legit, the way that you treat me, I would relate more to like a third or fourth grader than people my age. Mm. Like I can't even go on the internet. I can't go where I want. I can't do any choices independently I'm not going to be able to be prepared for the real world yeah and what's scary is that could be part of her motivation so I think that's why like some type of counseling where you're kind of figuring out the dynamic between the two of you um but I definitely would try to work towards helping her understand like by her giving you more freedom like it's you trying to learn how to be an adult and practice you know discipline practice like making those decisions of should I be on my phone all day or should I not you know what I mean yeah so I would definitely try to find ways to communicate that to her in a different way yeah um and also I do think obviously I don't know your your situation but trying to find a way to to get out of the house I think would be good for both of you too yeah there there really does just come a point when you're growing up when you just need space from your parents yeah. and they need space from you. It's just a healthy parting yeah. that I think happens to all of us. Um, another thing I wanted to add is um, I don't know. I couldn't help but notice um, the way you were explaining your, your symptoms and your sister's symptoms and your mom's symptoms. It sounds like you all are dealing with pretty much the same thing. Um, so it, it is interesting that she's encouraging you guys to seek professional help, but not her. Well, and if their empathy, if their empathy is that high, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think even space, like she might be surprised if a lot of that dwindles away, because if you're, if you take on others emotions like that and you're around someone who has a very high level of anxiety and, and depression and things like that, you're going to start to like manifest that yourself. So it would, I think that's where it's it will be interesting what the space does eventually. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's really heavy. And I'm very sorry yeah. that you're dealing with that on top of the mess that this world is right now. Yeah. Um, I do think it's important that you know that your voice is important. So if you do have beliefs or want to share things, I think that is it is important for you to be able to post about it. Um, so 
I, I really think what Taryn said, having the tandem um, session might be very beneficial to have like mm-hmm. a third person outsider's perspective, like helping you guys communicate together. Um, and then also being able to have that conversation yourself with your mom. Yeah. Um, well, and if you communicate it, like she obviously said, like, no, I want you guys to get help. Yeah. So maybe even with your therapist, you can say like, Hey, I'm going to, how can I approach my mom to make this seem like it's going to be for my benefit? Yeah. So if you come to her and you're like, Hey, my, my therapist, we were talking a lot about our relationship. She really recommended that or thought it would be beneficial if you sat in or called in or whatever on a therapy session. And if you prep your therapist, like she's going to know exactly like what to try to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, and also like, even if you can't post about your beliefs, like there are still so many ways you can like do things. And honestly, like we can post as much as we want, but until we do tangible things, change isn't going to come anyways. So try to like find ways that you can like live out your passion and have conversations with people or, you know, change the way that you're acting or the things you're investing in volunteer to, yeah. To like, to help you still feel like you're doing something instead of being like, Oh, well I can't share what I feel. There's other ways to do that. You know? Yeah. If, if your mom really fights back on you posting, um, there's, I agree with Taryn. There's other ways to get your voice out there and, and to help, um, the organizations and people that, that you, you connect with and you relate to. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but we really encourage you to have that conversation, um, find other ways to voice your beliefs, um, and have that conversation with your mother. Yeah, man, that's, it's really heavy. Make sure that even if, you're not able to move out that you're finding ways to separate even within the house. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you can't be on your phone, maybe you get really into like journaling with music on or sitting outside for an hour and drawing or whatever it is, like find ways that you can create space because I, like I said earlier in this episode, I, I can relate to like super stupid high levels of empathy And it affects me to the point where if I walk into a room and someone's in a bad mood, I instantly feel it. I don't even have to talk to them, but I I can like feel it, you know? So I think creating some distance, whether that is just sitting right outside the door or opening your window and sitting against your window, whatever it is, creating space for you to like fill back up so that you're ready for any type of like a negative interaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And even ask your mom, be like, Hey, like I, I would love to get into a hobby. Like what are some ideas you have? If she needs to feel that control, there's ways that you can include her. So she feels in control, but yet it still is for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Um, good luck with everything. Yeah, girl. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, thanks for sending this in too. I think, I think a lot of people are dealing with, yeah, you know, issues that are coming home, up with yeah. people that they're staying with right now um because a lot of us especially if you're out in LA can't go anywhere still oh my gosh. <laughs> um and with the possible threat of a second wave um it's good that we learn how to communicate openly now yeah no it's you know? so true so um yeah good luck with everything second freaking wave good thing we like me we're not back to normal it's crazy in orange county they're like totally just like living life yeah I went to go visit my parents and they live like uh, hour and a half two hours away from here everything's open yeah I went to a restaurant with them it was crazy I think I said this in the last episode and it was just like wow yeah I was talking to our family friend Shelly hi mm-hmm. hi Shelly hi Shelly we know she's listening love Shelly love Shelly um but she we were saying too like it's almost better that we've never gone back to normal really in LA because we won't know the difference yeah (laughs) we're just continuing like this is life now like we're just continuing whereas like I feel like other places where they're like yes like life feels normal we're we're having freedom and then in a month they're like stay back in your houses they're gonna go nuts you know that's gonna be rough um it's rough for us all around but yeah we I don't think we're gonna get a taste of real life the good life no till next year is what it feels like I've been keeping I told you guys I've been keeping like very good track of the amount of days that we've been in this house under quarantine like officially from like the day we officially self-quarantined um we're at day 95 today 
That's insane. 95. Freaking insane. That's a long time. And also, like, how are we supposed... I'm trying to, like, find a man and, like, pop some babies out. <laughs> we... Um, like, how am I supposed... I'm going to be freaking 37 by the time I get out of this dang house. Some backstory. Um, we live in a house full of single eligible women. Very eligible. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, female here in this house and we would kill i think we would for, attack a man if he an came actual in. man if he walked through the door i would just be like hi my name's Ashley. Having, don't look at these other ladies my brothers came over the other day just having like male energy was so, so refreshing yeah, yeah i was like what do we are we gonna play a game are we gonna like what do we want to do yeah. you know i'm like I'm yeah, so yeah let's rough house like yeah and that's just other. like obviously like just like friend guy yeah. friends well, but that's like imagine if like a single eligible man walked through oh, the door oh no it would be bad news holy crap and then all these like all of us have been just like hitting up you know the dating apps and stuff nothing else. and everyone's like let's meet up and i'm like i don't know i don't know i'm scared of (laughs) everyone like i don't know if i can leave my house the good thing is the good thing is i think right now we're entering the small bubble of july august where it's supposed to be chiller because it's so hot outside so maybe you could meet you know and get a coffee Obviously, I wouldn't touch him. You don't know where he's been, but like, but that's you so, could sit and have coffee. Think about the first high when you meet up with yeah. someone from like where you don't know, like a, a date or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, hi, and like you shake hands or you hug, and that kind of fills that like, okay, we've met, let's move on. Yeah, imagine just walking, like walking up and being like, hi. Yeah, hi. the only from thing, far. the only thing for me is. Um, especially if I'm meeting someone on a dating app where I have no previous, you know, where I haven't met them before, or we don't have a mutual friend or something like that. Um, the most I do is hug. I've, I've yeah, never oh, yeah, kissed yeah. someone no, on no. the first date from a dating app. So really the only thing that's changing is you don't hug them. Hi and goodbye. I know, but I'm a hugger. I get that, but hold it back for a second. At least you'd go on a date. True. Am I right? I mean, I'm still scared I'm of right. everyone. So <laughs> I, hopefully we're going into the two month period it, where we could actually go meet up with someone. It's funny because that's like the cycle, right? Like you, yeah. you match with someone, you talk for like a week it's such and a they're cycle. like, we should hang out. And you're like, I don't know if I'm comfortable. And then yeah. you talk for a little bit more and they're like, all right, I'm bored. I'm out. And that's it. <laughs> then you find another one and you're like, hey, hey. I'm Taryn. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> and it just cycles like that. There's it like really no so consistency. Bad it's yeah. horrible there was one guy it was at the top of quarantine I remember I was like all right I'm pulling out hinge again I'm gonna like hop on the app and yeah, yeah. scroll because I was bored out of my mind yeah and um first thing he wanted to do was like go go hike together go do something and I was yeah. like bro we don't even know what's going on yet yeah. <laughs> and you want to meet up I can't I can't yeah. with you bye I don't even know yeah. you <laughs> I was like yeah <laughs> this is in the worst part of this whole thing and you're yeah anyways yeah we digress dating sucks right now it, it sucks does. it's a hard it's it a rough really life does. being single right yeah. <laughs> right now I know all these nothing to do who have like their boyfriends and they're doing all this they're all cute, quarantined like, with oh, their boys we made homemade mac and cheese look how cute we are and I'm like that's great yeah. I just ate three mochi balls <laughs> in my bed watching Netflix and now I have powder all over myself. <laughs> I started this year so strong at. with the bikini body 2020 and wow nah, I can't even get my ass out of bed anymore. Nah. So there's that. Squish season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um let's end with a quick dad joke. Yes, I feel please. Like we've been talking forever. I mean, okay. It's uh, nice talking. I, shoot, did I say this one? I'm waiting for the day where I repeat. Um, oh, I lost it. I don't know. Why did I say this one yet? Why did the picture go to jail? He was framed. Frick. Ha ha. Um, I actually don't know if you said it, but I'm that good. Oh yeah. What do you call a man with a rubber toe? Um, with a rubber toe. Mm-hmm. Uh. Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's the Actually, I like that one a lot. No, this one's even dumber. What do you call a fish with two knees? A fish with two knees? This one's so stupid. I don't, a toonie fish. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> oh, I 
love it. Okay. People live for these. I don't under I don't I don't get it. It's but fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. As you guys know, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, we have an email. It's an advice unsolicited pod at gmail.com. Email us there with your stories. Yep. We lo- we would love them. The listeners would love them. Everyone would love them. Long story short, the world would love them. So please write them. The more details, the better. We love knowing your age. We love knowing where you live. Um, your social security number. You know, write us a card or something. <laughs> Dude, the other day I was looking at someone's TikTok and they put in their bio their Venmo. <laughs> and I was like, do people just send you money? Like, can I do that? Actually, I know that's a thing because um, it's just a thing. Because people will talk to you if they you send them money. Uh, well, you can pay for like stuff like that, but I know people will just randomly like, oh, you actually attach your, your Venmo. Here's like a couple of bucks or something. What? Like that. Yeah. Should we do that? No, because people can like, I mean, you would have to, I mean, I personally would be like, I'm privating everything I ever pay ever again. Cause who knows what, who's watching, but you know how you can like stalk people. Yeah. But what if I get rich? I mean, Go towards the mortgage. Venmo me at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we create an advice, an unsolicited advice Venmo. We should. I'm done. Okay. Guys, support us. Anyways, support us. Pay for our meals. Our, our secret plan is to get out <laughs> of Alicia's house and get our own house across the street. <laughs> support I'm us in our cause. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We love you all. Bye. Bye.